Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Everybody and welcome to another week of the Ken Miller Show here on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Talking sports and just sports uh, right here uh, for two hours every day. Then Trent and Jimmy B are back from 4 until 6 for more local sports conversation on your drive home. Lots to get to, obviously. Another unbelievable week in football, whether it be the college variety or the NFL variety. We want to welcome Iowa State back to the program as they get through their bye week and anticipate a showdown with the Longhorns of Texas coming up on Thursday night, Jack Trice Stadium uh, at 7 o'clock. So lots to get to with that. Dylan Montz will be here. He's currently, of course, he's with the Ames Tribune. He's in Ames finishing up uh, Matt Campbell's first press conference. Uh, no press conference last week with Iowa State having the bye week, but they, uh, I'll be honest with you, I wish the press conference got a little bit more uh, into the X's and O's, at least the portion I hear out of disgust. I turned it off with a couple of the questions. I'm sick of it. Uh, I I want to talk about sports Trent, and I know that you do the same thing. That's why you and I are going to get along very well here <laughs> and have uh, the first month that we've been together. How was your weekend? I know you were in the front row. It all came down in front of you on Saturday night. And what will be remembered Trent is um, just a remarkable, remarkable. I know it didn't go your way. You're a Hawkeye fan, yep. uh, but what a remarkable football game. How I was in it is amazing, but what a finish. Yeah. And, and as a fan, it's disappointing when your team loses, but Boy, it was hard to be disappointed after that football game. To see the performance of Saquon Barkley, the best football player I've seen in Kinnick Stadium. Uh, and I've been in to, Kinnick Stadium? I've been to hundreds of games there. Wow, that's a statement, Trent. I, I cannot remember anything like that. You know, Melvin Gordon a few sure. years ago had a ridiculous performance, but that was you know, just speed. Watching him, the size. and fit. He's 230 pounds, and he doesn't look it. I know. And, and you see guys up there, and the play where he leaps over Joshua Jackson. Mm-hmm. You got Hooker and coming absorbs in. absorbs a hit. At 215, you know, Hooker's not a little guy by his, by his own stretch. He goes in there while in midair, just bounces off him, lands on his feet, keeps going. It was an incredible performance. Reggie Bush-like? Bush couldn't play between the tackles. Like All right. I mean, Christian him, McCaffrey-like? I was pretty drunk for that game. <laughs> well, you certainly were by <laughs> And the it wasn't end. in Kinnick Stadium. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, no, those are the two. Those are the two that popped into my head. Obviously, the McCaffrey Rose Bowl is, mm-hmm. is, and look at Josie Jewell, who was named the uh, Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week for his unbelievable game. And there were a couple of times that that Josie Jewell was pick, picking up his jock shot. Mm-hmm. This is how good Barkley is, Trent. I mean, he's as dominant a college football player um, as as I was going to see this year. It's just as anybody's going to see. I mean, yeah. give. Given the Heisman now, it, it ended, in my opinion, on Saturday night. But, you know, there was there's so much to get into with that game. Epinesa and, you know, enjoy it, folks. I mean, enjoy each and every snap for the next, how many games has he got left? Let's say 26 in the next two years or whatever they have left this year because that's going to be it from him. And the 
you don't want to wish his career away, yeah. but don't you just want to? You will remember the coming out party, I think, as much as it was Barkley's night, and it was. Maybe if you're an Iowa fan, that's what you leave with, was just knowing that you've got an absolute dominant defensive lineman, and they are so hard to get, and particular at Iowa, and you've got this kid for another two and a half years. And on the other side, a guy that I was questioning a little bit last week, local kid, Anthony Nelson. Yes. He came up. He played his, With certainly the exception of a couple of contains. Yes. Yeah. No, he was terrific. He was absolutely, and you're right. I'm glad you brought that up because you did uh, uh, bring his name into the conversation last week a couple of times. Yeah, I had heard a couple of things over there that led me, there was something wrong. There was something injury-wise that was happening over mm-hmm. there, but uh, whatever it was, he looked like he was over it in the game on, on Saturday night, just as a whole. In a game where you give up almost 600 yards of total offense. We're talking about defense. The defense played incredibly they well. They really did. I mean, it's, it's it's asinine to say something right. like that, but the way they buckle down inside the five, yep. the physicality, Josie Jewell, Hooker, all over the place. I mean, talk about pushing the right button. Well, there. how about Josie Jewell when he got McSorley at, at the at the end there? That was just. I mean, he just Josie Jewell played as good a game at linebacker position as you're ever going to be. Sam Brinks, Trent. Yes. There's another guy. Mm-hmm. That defensive line. Um, building some depth there and, mm-hmm. and some building some depth for the future. The one guy that had a really bad day yesterday when they put the film back on and watched this thing back, Miles Taylor had a really he mm-hmm. he struggled on Saturday night. Yesterday didn't get any better for him. It yeah. really and truly didn't. And it's just too bad that you know there was a reason that his job was you know in jeopardy or last year mm-hmm. and of course going into this year lost it last year lost it lost last it year. And you can see why. Garrett came in for that mm-hmm. Michigan game and Garrett never went out. It never went out again. Well, um, there is maybe a silver lining, as uh, we heard last week, Brandon Snyder as at least out there. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's working through some things. Is it after the bye week? But at some point this year, I think you're going to see Brandon Snyder, and I think your safety position will be Snyder mm-hmm. and Hooker back there. Yep. You're set at cornerback. Uh, Joshua Jackson's going to be a star. Yeah, he is. There's I no mean, doubt. He is incredibly good. A couple of really good uh, pass breakups, Trent, mm-hmm. when he was out on an island and he got the job done, didn't he? And Rugumba's a nice player. Yes, I mean, he's he is. Still true sophomore. I mean, right. he's got a lot of growth still in him yep. too. The front and now the front eight. I mean, they played eight guys up there. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of rotational depth. You know what the linebacker crew can do. Defense has a chance to improve a lot. I think still the rest of this year. And I felt a five was going to be even a nine and three type of team that can be there going into the Wisconsin game. You know, with a, with a shot to get the division. Right. It was going to have to be a really special front seven. I think this team has a chance to have a special defense even after giving up almost 600 yards on Saturday night. Mm, 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 mm. That had to sting. It, 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 it had to sting. Um, i got to take you through the final play. Go ahead. So because everything, it's right in front of you, literally. Right. Yes. yes. Front row. Your feet are on. You're touching the end zone yes. with your feet. Right. And it was great because I had plenty of Did you of enjoy those seats? Oh, it was so cool. Was but it? everything happened away from us. Until Everything then. was going the, other, the whole game. Right. Everything was down there. Finally, that final drive coming at us. Keep playing. Here comes Barkley. Here comes McSorley. So the final play, they line up, and so we're in the front row, and they got this rope in front of you all the way across the end zone. So we're standing up, and there's probably three feet in between where our seats actually were and that. Well, people are starting to pile down. So we're pushed up against the the retaining. You're out of your seats at this point. Yes, and there's, I don't know, probably six, seven deep behind us, and people stacked up ready to rush the field. (laughs) Now, what was your plan at this point? I said, uh, I told my cousin, my wife, and my uh, cousin's fiance, I'll meet you at the other other 20. That was was our plan. We're going to meet at the other 20. My group of guys that I tailgate with, that was our plan. So you were going on the field. We're going on the field. Did you have a choice? Not really. Because if you don't, you're going to get (laughs) tripped. My wife's wearing flip-flops because it's hot. 
Yeah. She's like, oh, this is going to be, I'm going to get, I'm going to stampede it. I kind of gave her maybe a route that would be better for her to take. And uh, so we're going through this and we're, we're getting pushed and snap comes, see the play, see him coming across and I see Hooker go up. Mm-hmm. And as he's going Saw up. Saw Miles Taylor get beat. It, it was a perfect angle that I had. I see the ball and I see him go up and I thought he had it. As he's leaping in the air from that vantage point right behind the Hooker play, you're talking about here. Hooker yep. is going to deflect this away and they're going to win. And, and it's all still coming back to me in slow motion. Just seeing, envisioning it. And as he's going up and you see him go up with the two hands. Yeah, that's the thing, right? And think of, now, I couldn't dunk on a 10-foot hoop, but we had an 8-foot hoop in one of the elementary mm-hmm. schools growing up. I could dunk on that. Well, it's a lot easier to dunk with one hand mm-hmm. as opposed to two, right? Yep. That's why people go with one hand when you're learning to dunk. Well, same thing there. If he goes up with one hand with his left hand, he probably gets it. He deflects it away. Yeah. Game over. Iowa wins. And then as it passes by his hand, and in that moment, oh, it got by him. And then the sound, the leather hitting the glove, and just a thud. And you, I, I, it just, you melt. You know, it just, <laughs> everything comes out of you. Full Dale, Dale tailgating, a hot day, sucking down water. I had a few beers and probably, what I don't What time know, did you get up there? A little afternoon. Okay. So a good six hours of tailgating. Yeah, you, know, if you can't catch your buzz in six <laughs> hours trench, you're just not going to catch one, right. right? And I don't know, a half dozen, eight waters probably throughout the day too, including the stadium. I didn't go to the bathroom once. Wow. That, that's how hot it was mm-hmm. throughout the day. And then it hits you all at once. And he's standing there and the water bottles are pelting down on us sitting up there against the rope. And uh, they're coming, throwing them at him. And oh, man. And, and you sit there and you're frustrated as a fan but what a game and what a performance and a tip of the ball cap to the Iowa side and Penn State to come in. I've been to a lot of games in Kinnick, as you know. That environment. There was a call that the ref had in the fourth quarter of the game. We couldn't hear him. Could not hear the official announcing. what I don't remember what the penalty was. Couldn't hear it. Hmm. It was it was only 66,000. Yeah, if you want to talk about that, that's all well and good. No, I don't. For we me, didn't do it last no. week. We won't do it this week. Exactly. It was as good of an environment. I've been to a lot of in Kinnick that I've been to. And uh, even in a loss, it'll be one that I'll remember for a long time. The striping looked really good on TV, Trent. I got to tell, I got to mm-hmm. say it. It looked outstanding on TV. Of course, the, you know, the the tradition of waving to the hospital. If it could get any better, I think it does at night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really good during the day. Don't change anything, folks. But it goes up a notch. Yeah. With the with the cell phones and um, uh, it was look at it was you, you just had to be gutted. You mm-hmm. just had to be gutted. But at the same time, knowing your team. That's the best team you're going to play all year. I don't care. I'm sorry. Yes. Ohio State is not as good. At least the Ohio State I've seen play so far is not as good as Penn State. No, that doesn't mean the Buckeyes. It's in Columbus. That's a different environment kind of too. And I've told you this before. The loudest stadium I've been to. I've been to Bryant-Denny. Mm-hmm. I've been everywhere. That's where that's where Penn State plays them? Uh, yeah. It's yep. in Columbus this yep. year. That's going to be environment too. But, sure. Hey, Penn State, they're really good. Iowa did exactly what they had to do to win this game. I didn't think they could win this game. Well, it would have been 19-15. No way. I, I didn't think there was any way. But the way they buckled down inside the red zone, forcing field goals, they had some head-scratching moments. What did you think that actually did happen in our zone? The safety. That up 3 nothing, Right. Backed up at your goal line. Miller made a play. He did. You know, you know, he I, made a play. I understand exactly what Brian was doing. Fant missed a block on that play. Sure. And even if Miller doesn't make it. But your most dynamic player on offense got the ball in his hands, Trent. I know Ferentz got killed for that call. I I can't criticize for that. I really can't. I'm right there with you. I saw exactly what what the the game plan was. Mm -hmm. 
get Wadley the ball. Look what he did in the fourth quarter for crying out. That's why you want to get him the ball in that game. Look, the the, the safety, it, it clearly comes back to hurt him. Mm-hmm. But I can't sit here and Monday morning quarterback that one. Not I really that one. can't. Nope. You know, and I've, I've heard, you know, the first half, well, there were drops. A you know, couple, yeah. There were some drops in Stanley there. Stanley overthrew a couple of guys early yeah. in the game. That had to be nerves. I, I don't know if there's game plan-wise anything with what Iowa has skill set-wise in the offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a game plan that was going to be able to get them even 150 yards of total offense in that first half. I just... The interior of the offensive line got worked. Well, they were they were loading the box. To, they were going to make as we said, thought they would last week. Mm-hmm. Stanley, if you're going to, the game is on your shoulders, yep. Nate Stanley. And he didn't play bad, Trent. I no, mean, he, he got, wasn't off. No, absolutely. The, you don't get up today thinking, oh, if only we had a quarterback, right? No, no, that's not how you get up. Um, if yeah, only we had Saquon Barkley, might be. Well, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, he was fun to watch, wasn't oh, he? Oh man, you know. And I was talking to somebody about this today. I don't think people, and he doesn't look 230 pounds. No. Uh-uh. At all. Mm-mm. And in person, say he doesn't look, he's 5'11", 230. He is built just like a man. He weighed 190 pounds when he got there. Mm. You don't see running backs put on 40, miles, yeah. 40 pounds of muscle like that. And, and not keep the athleticism right. that he's been able to keep. Yeah, that was unbelievable, Trent. That the, was a treat. The leading both receiver and rusher in the yeah. Big Ten right now. Isn't that something? Go ahead and give me a prize. Might as well. You may as well. It's over. No, I agree with you. Um, Just a phenomenal game. Terrific game. We'll think about that. Now, here's the 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 talking point for all week long, Trent, and I know we'll get into it. Mark Morehouse coming up in here in about five minutes. Uh, Mark's going to be here. Bama Bob will recap college football in totality this past weekend, uh, at least as much as we can do in 15 minutes. And there were some remarkable games out there. And then Dylan Montz, once he gets uh, finished with his press conference duties, talks to the players, talks to the coaches, he will join Trent and I uh, at about 120 today. But the big talking point as far as this Iowa team, how do you get up after what you just went through on Saturday night for what all of a sudden, Trent, is look at it's not a must-win game, but it's a must-win in one sense. It's a must-win for the team if they still want to have that carrot that's still hanging out there. They're going to get to a bowl game, but you cannot let down against a far inferior Michigan State team. Now, I, that was my second one. When the game would go to commercial, I would be over watching Notre Dame and Michigan State. Michigan State doesn't have a very many players, Trent. Yeah. They do not have – you don't look at that roster and go, wow, this is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on the road to East Lansing. How are we going to beat Antonio's team? They're not that good. I don't think. They've beat a couple of cream puffs uh, in Bowling Green in western Michigan. They got spanked by Notre Dame. Their quarterback is average at absolute best. There's no Barkley on the team. Right. L.J. Yeah. Scott. He's a nice player, but he's a lo- I mean, he's not even close to Ekram Wadley. Uh, and he's fumbled ability. in every game this year. Has he? He's fumbled in every game. Well, um, but that's the talker. How do you get this? This is on the seniors. Mm-hmm. This is on the coaches to make sure that that loss, that gut punch that you took on Saturday night doesn't come back and punch you again. Don't let Penn State beat you twice. Absolutely. You know, it's the old adage, but it's, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's going to be a hangover, and that's... The positive about Ference, and, and there's been a lot of negativity and, and things that have happened throughout the years that people get down on, but that is one thing. The 24-hour rule, it's a real thing in Iowa City, and you saw it just a year ago from Penn State to the Michigan game. 24 hours, you dissect, and then you look forward, and you can be a different team, but this is much more difficult, I think, than a lot of people are envisioning, and mark it up right now. It's 16-13. So just pick who's, which side wins, right? <laughs> this is your score you've got. <laughs> it's our, yeah, yeah, it's it. 16-13 final. 
you just pick if it's Michigan State or Iowa. Oh, what a game. We'll take a time out, Mark Morehouse. More on that coming up. Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark will join us. Bama Bob at about 1240. Dylan Monts on Iowa State and Texas as Iowa State comes off their bye week and they get set to take on a hungry Texas team with a whole bunch of talent on the defensive side of the football. That's going to be an entertaining one, folks, because as you know, Iowa State's got a whole bunch of talent on the offensive side of the football. Something is going to give on the front of the ESPN cameras at Jack Trice on Thursday night. We'll take a timeout. It's the Ken Miller Show. We're here on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside, the smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal and the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll, just west of 30. First Street. Your favorite restaurant with the best view in downtown Des Moines is now open for breakfast and lunch seven days a week. The Cub Club Restaurant at Principal Park is open year-round from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. Check out the great breakfast menu, lunch favorites like the Get Out of My Yard Burger and Handmade Tenderloins, and on weekends, the Mimosa and Bloody Mary Bar. Visit CubClubRestaurant.com for all the specials. The Cub Club Restaurant at Principal Park. Great food, great views, plenty of free parking, and now open for breakfast and lunch seven days a week. I'm Dr. Sean Murphy. ABC Tonight. He's an extraordinary young man. He has genius level skills. Meet the doctor whose greatest challenge. Yes, he has autism. Is his greatest strength. He sees things in ways that we can't even begin to understand. From the creator of House. He's breathing. He saved his life. The Good Doctor. Premieres after Dancing with the Stars. Don't miss it tonight at 9, followed by Local 5 News at 10. Then tomorrow, wake up with Good Morning Iowa's Elias Johnson and Sabrina Ahmed. Every morning on Local 5, Sabrina and I share the stories that are important to Iowans. And being from Iowa, Elias and I know what impacts you. We went to school here. Our families are growing up here. And we're proud to call Iowa home. We invite you to wake up to Local 5's Good Morning Iowa. Weekdays at 5, because... We are Iowa. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515 650 
1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 14th and 15th in Indianola. Learn more and register for free at amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS. That's amandathepanda.org, 515-223-HUGS. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Show 1700 KBGG, Trent Condon and myself talking sports, sports, only sports from noon until two uh, every Monday through Friday. We welcome you to the program as we welcome our first guest of the week. He's Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, the Gazette.com backslash sports. Mark Morehouse joins us. Mark Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Mark. How's things? Ken, are you getting a lot of Stick to sportsness this morning. You know what? I'm uh, this s- afternoon, I guess. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's kind of been my mantra. I, I just I don't want to. I'm not a sports and more. I'm not a politics or nothing like that. As you know, I'm a Canadian, a fine Canadian lad at that. Um, I think people want to hear sports, and that's what we're going to do here, Mark Morehouse. That's you know what? That's what I stick to too. Um, I sure I have my beliefs, but I, I people don't come to me for those. They come to me to listen to talk about the Hawkeyes. Absolutely. And, you know, to read about them as well. And i got to compliment you right off the bat. That stat pack that you put together on Sundays, um, I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a new feature, relatively new this year. At least it seems like that. At least this uh, work intensive. How long does this take you to put together, Mark? That is an amazing piece of work. <laughs> Six to eight hours. Does it really? And, uh, yeah, and it's, but it's fun. It's, it's fun for me, and, and it's important. For me, at least in my mind, maybe my bosses will differ, but I need to see the game in a certain way so I can feel like I can that I've seen it and then I can talk about it with any sort of expertise because there's a lot going on in these things. There is a lot going on, and you, you just need to kind of, I don't know, just go over it very, very slowly. And, and it takes me about four hours to watch a, a game uh, via DVR. And I really do wish I had... Uh, all 22 film where I could sure. see, you know, more coverages, that kind of thing. But uh, I, I enjoy doing it. I think people like it. And it's here. It, it was an intermittent feature for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be here to stay for this year. Well, I hope that's the case, Mark. You know, the, the takeaway, obviously, was the sting of the of the defeat, of the a walk-off. You don't see too many walk-offs in football, and that's what we saw on Saturday night. But the, if you're looking for a positive, it, it has to be the play of the, of the unbelievably gifted freshman who's about to become the most dominant player in the state of Iowa here in the next couple of years, and that's A.J. Epinesa. Um, Mark, when, when, this, when this young baby bull learns to 
you know, learns to learns the game at the college level. Um, how much fun is he going to be to watch? And I think the the message maybe you take away is, folks, just enjoy each and every one of those snaps because you're looking at something that doesn't come along very often uh, at, at the University of Iowa, and especially on the defensive line. It's hard to position to recruit in all of football. What a performance, Mark. What a coming out party. Yeah, A.J. Epineza, I kind of joked, and I think it was late-ish last night, I, you know, after after watching him in film and seeing what he did, uh, I, I, I kind of half-joked by saying, you know, it's going to be a quick three years, you guys, so uh, enjoy this while you can. And I'm surprised not a lot of people booed me off the stage after saying that, but, so I, but that tells me that people kind of get it. I mean, they can kind of see, okay, this guy's got something that, that uh, this program hasn't seen for a while. So uh, I want to say I, I, I termed him destruction per snap last night. He played 39 snaps against uh, Penn State. He had uh, as a career high. Um, the first rundown, the first first down he played in his career, he broke up a, um, a mesh at a, a read option handoff, and he sent Saquon Barkley flying in the air. I think I had him at with uh, four quarterback hurries, and, of course, he had a strip sack that uh, Jewel recovered. So yeah, we're seeing a different guy. I mean, I, after the game, and and I, I'll believe Jeff, uh, uh, Coach Franklin, when he's James Franklin, when he when he says this, they had trouble with one of their offensive tackle spots. And this is a game, real. I noticed Iowa more and more this game, and I, I think it's something they kind of done early in the season. But they were flipping defensive ends more this game than they had in a lot of in, in a long, long time. So I, I think they were searching for the matchup. They were looking for that guy who was the, the backup. And I think they found him a few times. They found him enough to keep uh, uh, the Hawkeyes in the game and to keep uh, McSorley a little bit off balance, I thought. Well, you mentioned Mark Saquon Barkley. You've seen a lot of Hawkeye football throughout the last, oh, basically two decades. Is he the best that you've seen in Kinnick Stadium or against the Hawkeyes during that time span? Yeah, that's a great, that's a, that'd be a great debate. But uh, here's what Barkley did Saturday night. 40 touches, 211 rushing yards, 94 receiving yards, 12 receptions, 28 carries, 305 yards from scrimmage, mm-hmm. 7.6 yards a touch, and another three kick returns. <laughs> now, I was asked this on Twitter, and I I, I kind of squeaked out a few answers. I'm still not sure that they're anywhere close to what Barkley did Saturday night, but I, I go back to Carson Palmer against the Hawkeyes in the uh, 2003 Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl. I thought Barkley. Car- Palmer, uh, yeah, 9.6, 9.8 yards per attempt, 300 yards, one touchdown, no picks. And then, obviously, Mc- Christian McCaffrey. Recency effects scores again. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey against the Hawkeyes in the two, 2016 Rose Bowl. Uh, he had over 300 yards total offense and a, ran a touchdown back for a touch or a punt back for a touchdown. So, if I had to rank it right now, I'd say Barkley, just because, man, that happened Saturday night. And I, had, it's, it was like... Bad News Bears and Tanner Leakes, a 15-year-old uh, outfielder coming in and catching all the balls, uh, hitting all the home runs, doing everything he could for his team. And it really felt like he just, you know, that Penn State without Barkley, I I can't even, I don't even know. what. I'm sure there'd be some guy who'd be somewhat similar, but, man, alive, Barkley. The, the, there was one run in the late in the second half where he made four moves cutting to the left and, I watched that, and I, I don't know how you how you defend this guy unless you're, you know put eleven on him, and that's 
that's basically all you could do. Yeah, I agree. Watching Reggie Bush at USC, and I'm I'm 100% with you, Mark. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was unstoppable as the Rose Bowl, but this was uh, this was those were clear or that was clearly on those levels uh, what we saw on Saturday night. Well, the the, the big talker I think that uh, as we look forward to Saturday is, is how this team is going to pick itself up off just a uh, a punch in the gut, a walk off uh, win for Penn State, a game that they left. You hate to use the cliche, but they had to have. I know a lot of those defensive guys left everything on the field. Here's a Michigan State team. It's on the road. Michigan State's nowhere near as good as Penn State. I saw that uh, game against Notre Dame as much as I could. And, you know, every time that the Iowa game was in commercial and and whether Michigan State was on offense or defense, there's just not a lot of talent over there, I don't think, Mark. But at the same time, these are kids. How is Ferentz and company going to impress on the A seniors to make sure that they are a driving force between, um, you know, kind of the the uh, coaching staff here to make sure that that message is sent loud and clear and resonates? You guys have to put that one behind you because Michigan State is, here we go, six days away. Yeah, and it's Iowa's semi-annual. I don't know if semi-annual even covers it, but it's it's Iowa's annual office tug of war against the uh, the, the the other accounting department that thinks it's just a little bit stronger. Just because Iowa Michigan State is beautiful football in my mind, it's going to be they're going to be four field goals against five field goals or something like that in this game. Um, and that does can you bring up what you bring up is there has to be an emotional element to this. They have to have some get them up to go into this game because. Clearly, Iowa spent a lot of that Saturday night. I, I think, you know, I think what coaches could tell the team this week is, hey, the, the game that you guys played almost beat number four in the country. We're, they were one play away from beating number four in the country. So kind of keep doing what you're doing. I think the magic has to happen in strength and conditioning and in, in recovery. I mean, that's a big, big thing for these guys, especially going into it. what is probably going to be a headlock against Michigan State. But uh, I, I go to Anthony Nelson, who I think was a bit of a revelation Saturday night. I mean, mm-hmm. we all kind of knew he was a really good football player. Saturday night he got to show uh, everything that he's you know, built up to be so far in his two years. But uh, a guy like him, he's 67 snaps against, against Penn State. The week before against North Texas, just 17. So maybe the, 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 the biorhythm right there tells me that I was heading in the right direction. But uh, 67 snaps does take a toll, and recovery to me this week for the entire team is a big, big deal. Well, Michigan State is uh, a big hurdle in front of them. We know that's going to be a physical game. Seems like that's the case every year. I I told Ken, mark it up already, 16-13. You just pick who's going to win between (laughs) Michigan State and Iowa. I'm with you, Trent. I'm – I don't – you're gonna, it's going to take a lot to talk me off a uh, 16 to 13 score, <laughs> and even if even if you look at last week, I mean, look at how many broken numbers in the uh, Iowa Penn State game. Right. I think Iowa likes that. I think the difference, obviously, I think in a lot of ways was, you know, against Michigan, Iowa got the safety. Against Penn State, Iowa got the safety against it. So weird, crooked numbers, mm-hmm. two blocked fields in that yep. game last week. Um, that stuff really adds up, and I think it, it was good for Iowa to show that. Yeah, when it's time, it can block a field goal, too. It can make big stops. Didn't make the biggest stop of the game, but it, the defense kept that thing together. I think Penn State was just two touchdowns and five red zone attempts. That stuff adds up to keeping Iowa in a game, and I think they're going to need a lot more of that 
next this week at Penn State or at Michigan State. I'm sorry. Uh, Epinesa, not the only freshman that had an impact on the football game. I didn't think Mark on the offensive side of the ball, Marset, uh, I mean, just a massive catch out of him and Kelly Martin. Uh, he wasn't a li- liability out there. So the the two freshmen that seem to have worked their way into the rotation on the offense uh, certainly held themselves up to a good account. One freshman that I, no carries for any other backs other than Akron Wadley, which didn't surprise me, but probably could have used that because I'm sure Torn Young's going to see plenty of action this week. But beyond that, the one freshman I'd like to talk talk about is Alaric Jackson. Mm, I think tackle, uh, yeah. he made a made a huge crucial crucial uh, block on Akron's 35 yard run. That was a split zone play. He kicked out his guy uh, mm-hmm. Ross Reynolds, made maybe the block of his career, stealing to the inside. Huge hole for Akram, and then Akram was off to the races. Nobody was touching him. Um, I think Alaric Jackson's really kind of hung in there. I, I, I'm going to go from more than hanging in there to kind of almost thriving at left tackle. As a, you know, he's in his first year as a starter. He's a freshman. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman. Last year he came in 40 pounds heavier than he is. I think he went from 342 to 317 or 315. Really, I think that sent a message to the coaches, and he's obviously backed that up with his play. So I think he's a bit of a bright light on the offensive line. Offensive line, I thought, struggled against Penn State, Penn State Blitz, I want to say 60% of the time. I think that's going to be the recipe for teams. I think you're going to see Michigan State throw a lot of bodies against Iowa's offensive line. Got to, got to figure out how to make that work. Got to figure out how to, uh, how to get the physical game going because that was really last week, you know, run the ball without Akram. Those numbers are pretty, pretty dismal. Well, Ken, ask you a little bit about one defensive end in A.J. Epinesa. The other side, Anthony Nelson, had himself quite a game as well. I'd heard some concerns uh, about an injury if that was the case. Certainly didn't appear to be the case on Saturday night. Well, he, he missed a little bit of the North Texas game because he got hurt early. It didn't look like a big thing, and he did come back to play in the North Texas game on pass rushing down. So, but he only played 17 snaps, and you wonder how you know next week you know, if that what you saw in the first half was something that's going to stick with him and bother him, it wasn't. Um, he, he was fine. I had him with uh, four quarterback hurries and five quarterback hits. So he was really, you know, the, 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 the backup tackle that Franklin was talking about after the game. And, and stop me if you hear coaches talk about having to play backup players very often in post, right away in post games. Uh, I don't. But, uh, uh, that was a classic sort of, I don't know if we can give the sophomore classic games yet, but uh, uh, that was a game where Anthony Nelson looked like the Anthony Nelson who affected games early last season. And uh, Iowa needs all of that it can get. No doubt. Last thing, Mark, I've got 30 seconds left. Uh, kind of uh, what, did, what did you think of Nate Stanley's play on Saturday night early? Maybe the nerves got to him a little bit. He seemed to be throwing balls, uh, you know, kind of uh, over top of some of his targets. But uh, Nate Stanley, I, he certainly wasn't the reason that Iowa didn't win the football game. What did you think? No, he wasn't the reason they didn't win. Uh, I, I think he did pretty much everything that the offense wanted him to do. I think he's he played well within himself. Can he make some plays? Can he can he extend a play? Can he can he work uh, a line of scrimmage and make a play longer to try to find something? That's probably you know that's QB maybe in year two as a starter. Right now, I think uh, he's doing whatever he can and whatever he can't to not to allow Iowa to win. He's not playing outside of himself. I like where he's headed. I like where you know his head's at. I like the accuracy. I, I like the toughness. He got hit a lot Saturday night. Penn State blitz 60% of the time. Tough kid, and uh, I, I think the perfect kind of quarterback for Iowa if it's going to beat Michigan State down the road. 
Great stuff, Mark Morehouse. We'll read you all week long, cedarrapidsgazette.com, as we always do. Thank you, Mark. Talk to you next week. You bet. Thank you. Thanks, Mark Morehouse, joining us as we talk Hawks and Penn State. Uh, let's continue on the college theme, shall we, Trent? But we'll spread things out, go national with Bama Bob. Your biggest takeaway from the national game this week was what? Kentucky blew it again. How about the way they blew it? At least they got a cover out of it. Did you, Well, did you see how they scored? They didn't put a defensive yes. but Twice! <laughs> Twice. Receivers all left up by himself. Did you see the cheerleader giving uh, the defense a business afterwards? I did not see A Kentucky cheerleader. I just saw a gif of it. Just pointing, screaming, hollering at the defense. You've got to cover the guy that goes away from the line of scrimmage and lines up. (laughs) It's just amazing. It's the only Uh, way to give up touchdowns against that Florida offense. Yeah, I guess. Not very good. Yeah, that's probably the only way they're going to score. We'll get into college football nationally with Bama Bob next. Dylan Montz on Iowa State, Texas 120. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. The Dave Ramsey Show on 1700 KBGG is provided by Bowman Shaw Tax and Financial Planning in West Des Moines. They can custom tailor a winning strategy for your money to make the most of your investments and pay the least taxes on your income. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores and no one can match our service after the sale we're on the corner of 70th and douglas in urbandale or we can be reached at 515-331-1577 we're jlm shooter supply see you soon Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Getting your flu shot at Walgreens is easier than ever. Just walk right in, and there's no cost to you with a $0 copay with most insurance. Plus, when you get a flu shot, you help provide a life-saving vaccine to a child in need through the UN Foundation. Swing by your local Walgreens anytime to get a flu shot and help make a difference. Get a shot, give a shot. It's that easy. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy. Through August 31st, 2018, for every immunization given, Walgreens will donate $0.22 up to $2 million. Vaccine restrictions apply. Talk to your pharmacist to learn more. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint and putting more money into the pockets of pros with top quality paints without the paint store price. Like Glidden Paints. Glidden lasts longer, covers better, and costs less at the Home Depot. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. So save time and money with Glidden. Paints that get the job done. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Running low on the stuff you need? Time for a Target run. We're here for all the big moments and the little ones, too. Like an afternoon snack attack. Now through Saturday, get Chobani Flip Greek Yogurt just 10 for $10. Add more yum to the mix with raspberries and blackberries on sale, too, for $5. Then clean up with a three-pack of Clorox Wipes. Always a great deal at $5.89. Plus, we've lowered prices on thousands of items. Target run and done. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. 
Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, final segment of the first hour here. Bama Bob coming up momentarily in the second hour of the program. At about one twenty. we will head north to Ames, catch up with Dylan Montz, Ames Tribune, Matt Campbell, and the uh, players have uh, met the media this morning. So Dylan will take time out from filing his story and give us a few minutes as we preview Thursday night's game, Texas and Iowa State. A big, big spot for both schools, quite frankly, as they, they both try to move closer to that magic uh, postseason eligibility number of six. Let's take a look back at college football this past weekend. He's Bama Bob. He's with us every Friday to preview the weekend and back with us on Monday to talk about what we saw over the weekend in Bama. As always, it seems that um, that's what sports is about, right? We just never know, and another terrific weekend of college football uh, is behind us. How are you? I'm great. I'm ready for fall, Ken. It's about 90 degrees down here, so uh, you know, any time now will be good. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the whole country, Bama, no doubt, but it's coming. I saw there was snow in Utah yesterday, so it'll be here before we know it. Hey, let's. Uh, I, I got to take. Let's start with um, you know, Kinnick Stadium on on Saturday night. Yep. Just a magical, magical atmosphere. Uh, you yep. grew up here in the state. You know, didn't grow up here, but you lived in the state for a handful of years. You know what it's like. And um, Penn State comes to town. With maybe college football's most dynamic, well, no, no, maybe with college football's most dynamic yep. player in in Barkley and puts on a show, and Iowa somehow is still standing at the end. Bama, a walk off win in college football. What an environment! What a football game! Yeah, it really was, Ken. That's my takeaway. You know, the game was great, and and we can get into the to the details of it, uh, you know, in a minute. But to, to me, as as a new quote unquote neutral observer in this. I mean, I think it, it was a great showcase, I thought, for the state of Iowa. Uh, I thought it was a great showcase for the university, and I thought it was, a, in particular, a great showcase for Kinnick Stadium because I think that is one of the more underappreciated venues. When that place is full, and we saw it with Michigan last year, and when that place is full in a primetime ABC game, 
those fans are passionate, they're knowledgeable, they're loud, and my God, are they right on top of you? I mean, it, it is it is an intimidating environment, and I, I really I really think, but for that. Iowa might have wilted because their defense was on the. I thought I heard that they that Penn State ran ninety nine plays. They did. I don't know. That's if, true. Oh my, which is I knew it was a lot, and I thought I had heard that uh, there toward the end. But I mean, I think if it weren't for the crowd and the environment and the fans, I mean, you, they just had to be carrying that that defense, and and it was just a back and forth game. It was a great game to watch. I think it's a credit. To the, you know, listen, I know there's no moral victories and we're not handing out juice boxes here, so I'm not minimizing the fact that, that Iowa didn't win the game. But I just think that it shows that for ABC to be willing to come to, to, to Iowa City it, it, without question, without hesitation, you know, it's not one of those, well, you know, it's a quote-unquote small market, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, I think it's great that they've come. I think they'll come back uh, given the right circumstances. But, I mean, you're right. The difference in the game was obviously Barkley. I mean, I think he he put himself, if not front runner, which I think he probably is now, is certainly in in the conversation for the Heisman Trophy, and he's going to have bigger games in terms of profile maybe against Ohio State and Michigan. Um, I thought Iowa offensively, they did enough, but they certainly didn't. They didn't help their defense. I mean, the time of possession was two to one, almost forty to twenty. Uh, the number of plays was ridiculous. The total yards was ridiculous. And again, I thought the fact that that Iowa was within the game was a credit to, to how they played. It's one of those games, Ken. I can't find fault really in much. You know, the play calling, the decision making, anything. I just think it boiled down to the fact that Penn State, you know, had the best player and used him. And Iowa, you know, for the most part, really couldn't stop him. And then when they needed a play out of the quarterback, you know, McSorley makes a throw. I still don't know how the pass got through just these, this no, myriad no. of hands. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it, it had to be a bad route because there was two guys within two yards of each other, like two guys running the post pattern and defenders and everything else. And, and right there, and somehow it gets through and, and they move on. McSorley kind of reminds me of Baker Mayfield light a little bit, you know, attitude, maybe not as skilled, but guy you hate unless he's playing for you. Um, but just overall, just a, just an incredible environment, great game. Feel bad for the Iowa defense uh, and bad for the Iowa fans, but, you know, it is what it is. Now they have to make sure – they have to try to make sure this game doesn't cost them a game uh, against Michigan State this week because uh, I don't know how they're going to get back up for that. And they're going to look at Michigan State going, oh, they got rolled by Notre Dame, so – you know, this will be a lot easier, and it's not going to be. Well, uh, another big matchup. It was an afternoon game, another ABC matchup. Oklahoma State, TCU. Does this victory for TCU in a weird way hurt the Big 12? It has to. I mean, unless they're going to run the table, uh, you know, and put themselves in, which if they do, I think they will put themselves in there. But, you know, look, I mean, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State were the were, – you know, the two teams ranked in the top ten. We thought they were going to play each other. We were talking a couple weeks ago, hey, maybe they can get two in the playoff. You know, again, it shows how much we know uh, or, or what we really don't know. But we talked Friday that Gary Patterson is, is a whiz, a, a, a mastermind, whatever you want to call him, at coming up with ways to stop these high-powered offenses. And I don't know that he stopped them, but he certainly slowed them down. He did it with ball control. He did it with a running game. There were some schemes I don't think that, that – Oklahoma State had seen before, and maybe, I don't know if it confused Mason Rudolph or not, but, you know, again, time of possession, they held the ball for almost 40 minutes, and a lot of times against a team like Oklahoma State, it doesn't matter 
because they score so quickly. But in this case, it did because you know TCU was holding it and putting points on the board, and it kept the offense, I thought, from getting in rhythm. But to answer your question, yes, I think it does because now if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State split the two games, you're talking about a two-loss Big 12 champion. And I don't know that, that that's a formula for getting a team in, even though I know Oklahoma's beaten Ohio State. I think the Big 12 really needed one of these teams to be undefeated or with one loss. And you know, listen, a lot of season to play out. It's only four weeks. Um, but in a way, yes, I think it could in the long term, depending on how the, the two Bedlam games, uh, what we assume are going to be two. Now, that, again, maybe we're assuming there's going to be two and there's only one. No, there's going to be one. We're assuming there might be two. Hmm. Bama, let's uh, let's go back. To stay in that time slot in the afternoon. The uh, the Michigan Purdue game both uh, was on both of our radars. Uh, for it was just one of these games that you didn't think that you would be making sure that you're in front of your TV to watch when the schedule come out. But the way that the season went on, it became very apparent that this is a big spot. And Purdue's got some players, and Michigan's got a defense. And and now maybe uh, in a roundabout way, they found their quarterback when Wilton Spike gets hurt and uh, couldn't answer the bell. And O'Corn recomes comes back back in and he's waited his turn and he's, he's a good story uh but they but purdue had no answer for those crossers throughout the field the tight ends were open all the second half but the, the thing that i'll take away bama from this football game and i go back to the florida game in week number one is uh despite the fact that harbaugh replaced everybody on defense with one exception Devin bush this defense for michigan is legit and bush is a linebacker that if you don't know him if you haven't seen him play watch out for number 10 when he's on the field if you watch a michigan game because this guy is going to find the football uh michigan's defense bama is absolutely the real deal yeah i think you're right ken and and i mean that's going to be that you know listen you look down the road and I don't know when the game is, but my goodness, I, I can't. I almost can't wait for them to play Penn State. I just see how they're going to go. Twenty first of October. I mean, Saquon Barkley already. That game's yeah. on your radar, and right. you know, there's what three weeks to play between now and then. But you're right. I listen. I give Purdue a ton of credit. I give Jeff Brom a ton of credit. Um, it, it is. It is unfortunate for you know for the quarterback who went out. Uh, I thought it was you know. I didn't like the way the announcer handled it because, you know, the, the kid's hurt and he's obviously hurt and, and you know, corn comes in the game and, and they're like, well, you know, a lot of people have been kind of wanting to see this. Well, well it's not how you want to see it. But, uh, look, the bottom line is uh, I think Jim Harbaugh is going to have to answer some questions this week. Uh, I don't know how bad the injury is. I haven't seen that. Um, but I think that you got to, you got to look at O'Corn going forward and go, listen, this guy gives us a better chance to win possibly. And, if, if you if, look, you're not going to have to score a lot of points with that defense that they have. I mean, these 21, 24 a game ought to get it done uh, against most people. So, um, listen, you're not asking him to, to go out and be Tom Brady, uh, but you know, maybe you just and I hate the term game manager, but again, don't make the mistake. Don't let the offense beat you, and let the defense you know put up enough. Because ultimately the defense is going to get the ball for you, uh, probably more times than not during the game. And uh, but you're right to, to replace all but one starter on that unit that included a lot of NFL players, including Jabril Peppers. My goodness, uh, you got to give Hallball credit, and that's how he's building this team. You know, from the back end forward, and eventually I think the offense will catch up, and he'll start getting some maybe some more playmakers. But uh, it's obvious how he intends to win. He did it at Stanford, did it that way in the NFL, and he's doing it at Michigan. 
So uh, another top 25 battle. And uh, last thing for you, Bama. Mississippi State gets shellacked by Georgia. Georgia, that defense is legit. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Offensively, they got through it, and that might be how they have to kind of play this year. Good running game, but the quarterback questions remain. Still, they still have four road games and the neutral site game against Florida. Can they get through this with just one loss and set up an SEC title game 12-0 and or even 11-1 Alabama against 11-1 Georgia? Can that happen from this Bulldog team? I think it's possible, but you're right. I think the schedule is, is, is pretty tough. I mean, they have a game at Auburn um, on that schedule. Auburn, you know, who knows if, if they've cured anything against Missouri. They're just so bad on defense. Um, you know, listen, I would have thought Kentucky, I don't know where Kentucky's going to be. I mean, they talking about absolutely giving a game Unbelievable. away. I mean, twice you don't cover a receiver in the game. And that has to come down to coaching. I mean, listen, I, I like Mark Stoops, but – and then on the on the field goal drive, all you need to do is center the ball. You don't need to run a play. You get a holding call. You get back. I mean, it's just I don't understand it. But uh, so I don't know where they're going to be. I thought Trent that that you might have been uh, you know onto something watching that game early. That you know maybe Kentucky is the best team in the East, uh, or certainly one of the best two. And they still might be. But yeah, Georgia to me I think is better than I thought they would be in year two. South Carolina is struggling. Um, you know, no surprise really uh, with the injuries that they've had. Florida on offense is is, is terrible. Um, listen, I, I'm not exactly ready to 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 you know give a coordination to Georgia yet in terms of of being there with with Alabama or even being able to get to uh, you know a 12 and 0, 11 one season. But I think they certainly have the, the the they have the players on defense to be able to carry the offense, and eventually that running game uh, with Chubb and and, and Michelle is going to, is is going to be a factor, I think, uh, a little bit more. Right now, teams are just kind of loading up to stop it. But uh, ultimately, I think they're probably the best team, the most talented, the more balanced. And listen, they may have the best coach in the East. They may have the second-best coach in the conference, for all we know. Mm. Uh, and Kirby Smart, a little early for that in, 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 what, 15, 16 games. But so far, he's got them trending, that's for sure. Bama, great stuff. We'll catch up and uh, we'll preview uh, the weekend on Friday with you. Thank you, Bama Bob. All right, Ken. Always enjoy it. Take care, guys. Yep, good to talk to you, Bama Bob, as we take a look back at college football. Another week in the books, Trent Condon. Did you see any of Nebraska? Uh, no. No, I did not. Give Pulled, me a... um, really nothing to... They won. They should. It was yeah. Rutgers. Rutgers right. gave them a fight. They were, there was there was a, uh, a point in the football game you thought that, you know what, this isn't going to go their way again. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tanner Lee was... I don't know. He's Tanner Lee. Right? It's what I told you before the year, yeah. Ken. I, I never believe in guys that can't complete a high percentage of passes. And I don't care the talent around it. Couldn't do it at Tulane. Yeah. And it's same things translating here at Nebraska. I tried to tell Sip. Mm-hmm. Sip didn't want to listen to me. Yeah, well, no, no, not a lot of people in Nebraska. Although <laughs> the reality is setting in over there right yeah. now that, uh, look, you should beat Rutgers. You did. Hats off. Now here comes Illinois on Friday night. Nebraska is playing night. on Friday night. Think about that. Coaches are not pleased about that. Well, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. Nobody should be pleased about that. Yeah. Um, Just, yeah, it's a disgrace. We'll come back. The uh, uh, 1 o'clock hour coming up. Dylan Mons, 120. Iowa State, Texas. We're going to get into that heavily. We're going to do some NFL stuff. What a weekend in the NFL. It concludes tonight. You can hear the game right here on 1700. KBGG Cowboys and Cardinals getting underway at 7. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. 
Kevin Harlan with Kurt Warner here from Westwood One with a preview of Monday Night Football. We wrap up week three of the season from the desert as Larry Fitzgerald and the Arizona Cardinals play host to Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Both teams have high hopes for the season, but so far both are one and one. Kurt, both teams come in one and one on the young season, but really haven't played their best so far. They have a lot of questions coming into this game. Dallas coming off of that demoralizing defeat in Denver. Can they get their run game going again? Can Dak Prescott get back to what he was last year? And then the Cardinals haven't really shown up offensively. Uh, Losing David Johnson can somehow they spark themselves and get back to the offense that we saw just a couple years ago. Should be a good one when the Cowboys take on the Cardinals on Monday Night Football. Remember to listen to Westwood One's coverage of the NFL all season long. Right here on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Napa know-how. Getting the best usually costs a pretty penny. But when it comes to getting one of the best motor oils, your pennies don't have to be pretty at all. Because Valvoline Full Synthetic Motor Oil is only $5.59 a quart. So open up that piggy bank and treat yourself to the best with Valvoline Full Synthetic. Now just $5.59 a quart. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state and local taxes or recycling fees. Offer expires 9 30 With the GNC Buy 2 Get 1 Free Mix and Match Sale, putting health and fitness goals together just got easier. Give your routine a boost and save big as you mix and match between the best thermogenics, vitamins, fish oil, and more from top brands like Performance. And they're all Buy 2 Get 1 Free. It's limited time. So check out your local GNC store or GNC.com before September 27th. Now's the time to find the best tasting proteins and bars to match with perfect nutritional support. Mix it up. Stay strong and healthy. Buy 2 Get 1 Free. Only at GNC. When you have spaghetti and meatballs plus one clumsy child, Uh you need new Arm & Hammer plus OxyClean 3-in-1 Power Packs. When your son comes home from college plus six loads of laundry, you need new Arm & Hammer plus OxyClean 3-in-1 Power Packs. The only detergent with Arm & Hammer freshness plus OxyClean stain fighters and a boost of fresh scent. For all of life cycles, it's the clean you need at a fraction of the cost of the leading brand. New Arm & Hammer plus OxyClean 3-in-1 Power Packs detergent. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, can I still take advantage of today's low rates? Is it still a good time to refinance? The answer is yes. Now's a great time to call Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN. The rate today on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Losing a loved one hurts. Amanda the Panda is here to help. For nearly 40 years, the local nonprofit program has been helping grieving families find hope and healing. Registration is now open for its fall support group for the Camp Amanda the Panda held October 14th and 15th in Indianola. Learn more and register for free at amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS. That's amandathepanda.org. 515-223-HUGS. 